Hello, everybody. It's Pastor Chip. Hope you're doing well. Today's Friday. Today is Friday. No big plans for the weekend? No, I don't. But uh, it's been raining all week, so I'll probably finish working on my boat. But uh, anyway, you see the topic of this one is the spirit of fear. So fear has many applications in our life. You know, are you, are you afraid of going into this weekend? Do you have things that you need to get done or afraid to get done or been putting off? Are you... Um, Afraid of meeting someone, seeing someone. You know, uh, the verse that we are using comes from Second Timothy. And Paul's writing his letter to Timothy, and he's talking about fear. And the word that's used to describe fear... It's the Greek word, uh, I may pronounce it wrong, delia. Uh, and it's a, it's a feminine noun. And it actually it has several uses. Uh, being uh, tim- timid, fearfulness, cowardness. So... Um, He's warning young Timothy, who he picked up, met, met his family, and adopted him, so to speak, as his son and mentor. And and he uh, encouraged Timothy to be bold and not afraid, not be timid, not fearful. How many of us remember in school when the teacher would say, you know, I want so-and-so to get up in front of the class and write on the board and show your work or your answer or explain how you got to that conclusion or your first book report that we had to do. And you know, when it's all said and done, you can't remember what you said. And it's the same thing when when we become young Christians, you know, a lot of people think, okay, I, I went to church, I drank the communion juice, and I got baptized, I'm good to go, but that's not it. It's, there's more to it than that. We're supposed to spread the, the love of Christ. We're supposed to spread the gospel. We're supposed to witness the people that we encounter on our daily daily lives and you know if you're going about the weekend with your family and and out doing events man it's a perfect time perfect time to share the gospel to people you know paul paul went from the gospel killer to the gospel spreader 
You know, he was originally a Jew that was going around hunting Christians down, locking them up in chains, carting them off to prison, having them executed because they were contrary to what the Jews believed. But then the Lord appeared to Paul and gave him this, the spirit of boldness, didn't he? And Paul went about the world preaching the gospel and encouraging people and he even wrote half of our New Testament. Were it not for Paul, we wouldn't be reading too much, would we? So, do you have a spirit of fear? I, you know, I've met people in Sunday school classes and churches and college classes that I'm afraid of sharing the gospel. I'm afraid that nobody will know want to hear what I got to say, or nobody will like what I say, or people will laugh at what I say, or nobody will believe me. That's the big one. Nobody will believe me. But you see, that's just it. You're the only one that has that story. And if you don't tell that story, nobody's going to know it. But that story that you have is specific training and, and uh, conditioning that you've gone through in your life because somebody may be going through a similar situation. Of course, not the same. Not, not anyone has the same story. You know, if you've got three children in a house and your mom and dad are fighting in the kitchen and you separate them and ask them what was going on, you're going to get three different stories. Well, it's the same with your witness. In your stories, there's different reasons and purposes. and You know, God tells us we're going to be persecuted for being Christians. And if you're afraid of being persecuted for being a Christian, maybe you're on the wrong team. I mean, he he was afraid. He prayed for the Lord to take the, the cup from him, but he was whipped and beaten and, and scourged and marched through town and nailed to a cross just for you. And all he wants is a little bit of a little bit of faith and a little bit of sharing sharing the story for people. And you know it gets easier and easier. It really does. <clears throat> I have people tell me, you know, when I tell my story that about my wife and our situation, and I did a good job, or. You know, it really touched them, or they could relate to it. But you know, every time I walk into a church, I'm afraid. But I'm excited. Because I love to share God's message to people. 
And I always, always, always pray, golly, I, <laughs> a dozen times or more for God to give me strength and patience and courage and to get the word across the way he wants it to be said. And you know, when after I do, such a fulfilling thing. To know that the Lord gives me the strength to share that story. Again and again and again. And then he confirms it with the people and their reactions to me after the church. And you know, Timothy must have been a timid fellow. There's no pun on that, is there? Because Paul tells us in Second uh, Timothy, verse 7, he said, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And Timothy's a... Second Timothy, it's not a long gospel. I mean, epistle, it's a short one. Um, it's not but four chapters. But apparently... Timothy and his timidness must have been noteworthy because three times in the first chapter, just in the first chapter, Paul warns Timothy about being ashamed. It says the warnings are not are not uh, that he was already ashamed, but they're meant to be more of a bolstering to him. He's giving him a pat on the back, encouragement. It says in Paul's thinking, when a believer is not ashamed, he proclaims the gospel resulting in suffering and persecution. This kind of suffering which proceeds from sharing the gospel is the holy life. We should want to share the gospel. You know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you walked into the hospital and a doctor pulls you into the side room and he says, Hey, 
you're the first person I saw, and I'm so excited I got to share it to you. If you take this pill, you will live a healthy life until you die from old age. You won't die from, you know, sickness, disease, you know, cancer. You'll just die. And old from old age, from your body wearing out, all you got to do is take this pill. I'm giving it to you. I'm so excited, I want you to have it. You'd take that pill, wouldn't you? Or would you? Would you say, well, Doc, do you have any more pills? You know, I've got a wife at home. She's got cancer or depression. I got two little children at home. I'd like for them to have a pill. If he says, no, I've only got one. I've only got one. And I want you to have it. Would you take it and swallow it? Or would you go home and Give it to your spouse. And she says, well, do you have one? You can say, yeah, honey, I took mine at the hospital, but I brought this one home for you. Would you do that? Or would you live in the spirit of fear? Fear that You might not get what everybody else is getting. You might be getting something else. Or you might be, somebody might be getting one over on you. Or afraid of the side effects or whatever. Would you, would you live in that fear? If you prayed about it and God said, yes, yes, this is true. It's one pill. Would you live in fear? That's what salvation is. When you have salvation, we're going to live forever. we just going to wear this body out and then get a new one. But a lot of people act like they don't want anybody else to have it. They don't want to tell anybody. They don't want to share the word with anybody. They, some people don't even want their children to have it. They don't even want to take them to church. They won't even take them to Sunday school or VBS. Or Why are we such a greedy group of people? I've heard it said that you see these evangelists on TV and they say, I can heal your elements. Come on down. And, you know, the people come down to the front of the church and they're laying hands on them and knocking them off their feet and they're hauling them away and they're, oh, I'm healed. I'm healed. Praise the Lord. I'm healed. 
let me put it to you this way. If these people really had the power of healing, would they be on TV doing it? Asking for your money? I'd be at the hospital. I'd be emptying the children's wards. I'd be healing the cancer patients. I'd be walking around healing anybody that's, that I could find. That hospital would be out of business. Why do we live in a spirit of fear and doubt and question and I broke my when I first broke my first leg <laughs> I'm a multiple leg breaker. It was in uh, nineteen eighty one I believe it was and I was in Germany and I came home on leave and went to hang out with my buddies from high school and I mean, I had my leg broke bad. I had a cast up to my rear end and five bones broken in my leg. It was just a week or so after breaking. My buddy, this buddy of mine, Toby, oh man, if you'd have known him in high school, he was crazy. All of a sudden, he got he got Jesus before I got home. And he said, if I had faith, he could heal me. We could cut that cast off, and I could walk. I said, no, Toby. I believe God's working on me through those doctors. I haven't seen the fruits of your faith yet. That wasn't a spirit of fear. That was a spirit of common sense. But I sure was afraid of what Toby might do if he cut that cast off. People don't live in fear. There's a thing such as common sense that don't live in fear. You go to bed tonight and this weekend, sit in the bed and teach your children a prayer. Pray with them every night. It's what I did with my girls. At the very least, they had a prayerful foundation in their family. Teach them about God. Don't condemn your children to hell out of your fear of showing them Christ in you. He'll give you the words and He'll give you power to speak to your family and your children and your people that you witness to. Just try it. Go out this weekend and put on some boldness. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless you. Wherever you are, whatever country you're in, God bless you. I pray for y'all. I hope the Lord keeps you and keeps you safe.